0: Welcome to the Oddcast, tales of teaching and hands-on learning at Hendricks College. Season 3 was recorded in the weeks directly following the spring closure of Hendrix due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Like everyone else, we were learning and adjusting to the new normal. We appreciate your understanding, and please enjoy the Oddcast. Oh, come on, Texas! Texas loves Hendrix. That's true. <laughs> okay. So tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: Um my name is Haley Hayden. Uh I am a rising senior. Um, and it's kind of interesting regarding my experience because I'm actually a um mathematical economics major with a minor in data analytics. So not at all French. Wow. <laughs> yes.
0: That is, you are a, a beacon for liberal arts education.
1: <laughs> yes, and you know, I took French in high school and I have continued at Hendrix, and it's just a thing that I love and I have been lucky enough to have the opportunity to do that even though it's not what I wanna pursue for the rest of my life. Um, so this experience was part of that. So we'll start up top with
0: a little bit about your project and we'll kind of go from there. So give us the, um, the, the elevator
1: pitch for your project. Um, okay, so the Hendrix and Tour program is actually a, um, a pre approved project. So I didn't have to do that much. Um, you have to apply, be accepted, um, and then go through some interviews and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's a program that Hendrix every summer takes a group of students um, to tour in France and while you're there you attend a language institute and you live with a host family and then you get to just do a bunch of different cultural activities Um, you travel with I traveled with five other Hendrix students um, usually it's more and then with a Hendrix French professor but you're all in different hosts host families and different places when you're actually living there so it's you have the opportunity to kind of diversify beyond just Hendrick's students also.
0: The Language Institute, does it have, is it only Americans or is it other, other students from other areas?
1: It is people uh, from all over the world. Um, it, it went from, I think the youngest person there was like 14 to 75. Um, so it's just anyone who's interested in learning comes and enrolls. It is students from all over the world, which was one of the most fun parts of it because a lot of what we did a lot of it is like conversational learning and so we just spent a lot of time talking about well what does your culture look like and what does your home look like but all in French which is this kind of weird it's kind of a weird thing to be talking all about the United States and about you know Italy and um, China and South Korea but all in French just learning about so many different people's experiences and not just like you know because if you do like a study abroad exchange or something it's you're just learning about other college students and that culture in another country but we talked a lot about like marriage because we had a lot of married people and just all aspects of life in all over the world so
0: you'd said this was an established Hendix program that's already pre-approved for Odyssey credit so
1: so that process just looked like I wrote I think a paper about what learning French meant to me and why I wanted to be a part of this program. And then I went through an interview um, and then I was accepted. And one of the benefits of this program is that it's not fully funded, but it is like 99% funded. You just pay your fair. So like getting in's a little bit rigorous, but once you're in, it's a pretty amazing opportunity
0: one of the things we, that we we like to talk about on the on the student side of the oddcast is that it, you've got access to these programs that align with your interest and are already established on campus.
1: For sure. And um, there are just so many opportunities that I never would have even known. Like once we were there, because we went with a French professor who had previously lived in France and has been doing this program for so long, there were so many things she took us to do that I never would have considered or thought about that were some of the most fun and immersive experiences. One weekend we were there, it was, I want to say it was like hundred and, we were there during the um, horrible, like hottest week they've ever had in France in the past 100 years or something so it was like hundred or something and we were just like what are we gonna do because the other thing is they don't have AC there so it's just hot all the time <laughs> with no escape we went to an escape room in France which seems so silly because it's such a like general thing but we went and it was guided by French people so that we had to speak French the whole time through this escape room and it was such a just immersive experience and just vocabulary that I never would have ever considered needing because I never expected to be in that situation, if that makes sense.
0: No, that, I mean, you would rarely have to figure out how to, like, solve a puzzle in French. Yeah,
1: and our our escape room was, like, haunted mansion themed, but all the clues were in French, so it was just this, I just remember being like, this is so crazy, I never would have ever considered doing this or being here because when you think about it you think about oh I'm gonna go to a restaurant and I'm gonna order and I'm gonna say please and thank you and all of that and you never think about the things that just kind of happen and I feel like that's where you really learn the most and it was just a last-ditch attempt to get out of the heat and we just I could feel myself learning as we were kind of struggling through this puzzle.
0: So god I was just thinking about how hot it was.
1: (laughs) It was very intense my my host mom I came home one day and she was like trying to figure out how to make ice she was like I've never made ice before but it's so hot (laughs) I was like do you have an ice tray and she was like no so we were like freezing random things to make ice because they just don't they don't drink drinks with ice they don't it's not a thing that really is utilized in their culture I guess uh it got so hot that everyone was so desperate that we were
0: very interested in figuring that out
1: (laughs) yeah and uh we did lots of like both me and my host mom we'd take a cold shower and then just like lay in front of the fan (laughs) like kind of a makeshift AC
0: it makes me tired it's like that kind of heat that makes me want to just curl up and give up yes
1: and so tour is a pretty pretty small town so everything there is you just walk you walk everywhere and so we'd have to walk to and from school too when it was like 107 we'd be just dying, but it was definitely worth it.
0: <laughs> so on a day that isn't 106, what what was your day-to-day like? So
1: normally, um, I would wake up and my host mom and I, it kind of depended on the household you were, but the mom the host mom I was with, every morning we ate breakfast together. Um, and it was my favorite part of the day. She would go to Leal, the like market, indoor market, um, that was down the street and she would get bread the day before and then the next morning we would toast it and we would eat it with goat cheese and fig preserves and she would always, she would make me this huge cup of coffee every morning and for the life of me I have never been able to recreate that coffee one morning she had to run an errand <laughs> and she left the, it was a French press, she left the French press with the coffee in the bottom already like set up she was like just pour the water in and then press and I, and I did it and it was disgusting <laughs> like I couldn't <laughs> Um, so every morning we would eat breakfast together and then I would get ready and I would go to school. And so that was about a 10 minute walk from where we lived. Um, and I would walk down to kind of the, it was in one of the main squares in tour and we would go to class and we would be in class, uh, depending on the day we had different schedules, but usually we would be there from like 9am to about lunchtime. Some days we would go until like three it was small classes of like maybe like seven to 10 students and you could change classes each week. So like your professors would kind of engage with you. And if they saw that this was what was happening in that classroom was maybe too easy or too hard for you the next week, they would just say, Hey, you're going to move to the next different classroom. And so there was a lot of flexibility and like the quicker you learned, the more you were able to advance because they would just keep moving you up. And also if you were struggling, they were very good about kind of helping you, build up the foundational blocks before you got totally tossed in. Because that was a really important part I learned while we were there is that just the foundation of language is everything. And if you don't have that, it is so hard to communicate, even if you think you do. But if you have just the foundation, you can get your point across. So then we would go to class and then we would get lunch. So we ate lunch out every day, pretty much, uh, which is kind of customary with the culture like it's very you eat breakfast at home and dinner at home but lunch is a huge thing and like most um places close from like 12 to 2 and everyone goes out to lunch and so the streets would be filled with people eating on like terraces and that was actually part of the with this program odyssey gave us or actually not odyssey murphy through odyssey gave us funding for lunch so we got like 10 euros every day for lunch uh, you got lunch money from Hendrix. That's so great. Yes, it was amazing. And so we would eat anything and everything. Like we were always going somewhere different, trying something different. And especially we found one little bakery that you could get, but you could get a drink, a sandwich, and then a pastry for like four euros. And so that was our spot. And we would go and pick it up and go eat in the park behind our school I just don't even know how to describe it. It just feels surreal.
0: <laughs> it uh, it sounds like a scene from a movie. I really like yes. 10 euros is is a lot, right? I mean,
1: yeah. Um, it definitely is. We, it, it kind of worked out because we got like 30 euros per day when we were traveling. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. so we would kind of move money around because 30 euros in Paris is not the same as, <laughs> No. Or, and so a lot of times we would kind of save for that or do things like that. Or, you know, we actually took the opportunity to the group of students I was with, we um to stay for an extra week and do a little more travel in France together. Um, So we also saved some money for that.
0: My friend went to France and lived there for a whole semester and she told me how she would leave her dorm room because she was in a residence program and would go to the end of the street and buy a baguette and that was her day oh yeah
1: I I I don't know what information you have on me and my odysseys but I actually returned to France in the fall to do a full semester and so I was in a a different program where I was in a dorm and it was very much like that we had there was a little bakery down the street and I just every day I'd be coming home from class and I'd be like well I guess I should get some bread and then I would just go eat the whole thing
0: (laughs) it's definitely more of a fresh purchase culture there too right where they do daily shopping very
1: much so which you know over the summer I was you know with a host mom so she did all of our shopping but when I was there by myself and had to kind of fed for myself I really had to kind of unlearn the oh we'll go to the grocery store every Sunday and get food for the week because everything is just so fresh like a baguette will last you like a day and a half before it's like hard and so you have to Mm -hmm. go like every day and get your you know couple of really fresh things but it's also why I believe wholeheartedly French food is a million times better than American food because it's all so fresh and so local all the time
0: Uh, you said host mom, did you have, is there anyone else in the house or was it just you and your host mother?
1: Again, it depended on the host family. Some had host dads. Most host parents in the program we were in are all kind of retired um, elderly people, so there wasn't many children. Uh, One family had Uh, grandchildren that came over often, but in my house, it was just me and my host mom, and it was honestly perfect. Like, I adore her and wouldn't have wanted to be with anyone else and we just being in a household one on one I had to communicate with her like if we went, sat down to dinner there was nobody else holding up the conversation like it was eaten silence or I had to be actively speaking French and trying to communicate what I was thinking because she spoke very very little English like maybe a handful of phrases um so I really felt like where I grew the most probably was in those meals where we sat down and she would just want to know about my day and I would have to be able to explain like what I did and what happened and, you know, how I was feeling and all of those things in a way that made sense to somebody who wasn't, you know, she wasn't a language teacher. She wasn't used to kind of forcing herself to understand broken French. If that makes sense.
0: Right. I'm sure at a certain point, Anytime you're learning a language, you start sounding like a toddler. Your tenses are wrong, but you're getting your point yes. across.
1: <laughs> there would be times where she'd be like, "Um, I'm not sure that's what you mean. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> okay, I'll try again.
0: <laughs> it sounds like she was able to help, help push you past those natural boundaries too, where you want to just not talk because you're afraid of being oh, wrong. Oh, for
1: sure. Because it just... I mean, and she never was like forcing me to talk, but we both knew that if I wasn't talking and I wasn't listening, you know, if I wasn't engaging, that we were going to just live in silence, which is not what either one of us wanted. And, you know, when you live with someone, there's so much communication you have to do just about, oh, I'm going to take a shower now. I'm going to be home late. All those things. And it was just the kind of routine stuff where I really started to pick up especially tenses about like, you know am I going to be home late or was I home late last night? Like, and mixing those up, you have to learn because otherwise the two of you are never on the same page about what's happening. I feel like it's so hard to describe because it was such a, like, it was just surreal. The whole time I was there, I was like, am I really here? Am I really experiencing this? And everything there is so old. Or I, like, (laughs) I sadly... We did our like tour historical tour. <laughs> like our we walked around with a tour guide on like day two for a historical explanation of France. Or not of France, of Tour, the city. And kind of we got to see a lot of cool buildings and stuff. But it was all in French on day two.
0: <laughs> and so oh, no. I, like,
1: I think I missed a lot in that. Because by the end, I was like, yeah, let, let's learn. Let's do this. I understand. But on day two. <laughs> I was not understanding that much, but tour is very old. And, and pre the Vatican, the Pope actually resided there for a little while Whoa, pre the Vatican. I mean, it is, I don't even know, centuries and centuries and centuries old. I don't know. I had a hard time wrapping my brain around just the like history that was there. And, and, you know, so many people had like walked these streets before me for thousands of years and, and, for most of that time, these streets were exactly as they were, or maybe not for thousands of years, but for centuries, like these streets didn't get repaved, (laughs) though some of them could use a little repaving,
0: but (laughs) I think it's hard for us as U.S. citizens when we learn about them in school, we tend to think, oh, they don't use it anymore or it's a museum piece or it's something or something. So it's kind of mind boggling for us to think that, oh, you're still using that building that was built in 1500 yeah, and it's
1: fine. For sure. I, one of the funniest things, I feel like we were walking along with one of our professors from school was kind of walking with us and the streets kind of have like a little V shape to them, like just a little bit. And then they have these little, a lot of the buildings have, little eaves like just maybe a foot that pokes out from them and we were walking along and somebody said something about how like it was such a weird street layout and my professor was like it's from when they dumped their chamber pots out the window because they had to force them to all run down the street so it wouldn't just sit there and all the eaves were for walking so that you didn't get a chamber pot dumped on your head and I'm like insane <laughs> like that was so long ago and I don't know. I just can't wrap my brain around how old everything was.
0: Did the city meet your expectations based on what you knew going into the program? Or was this all like completely caught you off guard? Because there's one thing with reading it versus seeing it.
1: It was everything I could have ever wanted and more. I can say it met my expectations because I just had no idea. Like I just had no idea what it was going to look like to be there. You know, and, and I kind of thought, you know, maybe it'll be kind of like the only thing I had to compare it to was what I knew from being here. This was the first time I'd ever left the country. Um, So everything I've ever known is the U S and the way I've lived here. And so, you know, all I could think of it was as some little change based on what I already knew, if that made sense, like maybe we're going to eat the same way, but Mm -hmm. just this thing's going to change. And these two things are going to change. And, you know, It was just completely different. And, like, it's not, like, a fork's not a fork. (laughs) But, like, just the way that people thought and the way they thought about eating and time were just these completely different ideas. And the entire time we were there, we just saw the way it shaped how they lived, if that makes sense. And so there was no real way, I feel like, for me to have it really meet my expectations. I don't know if that makes sense, but... I had no way to perceive what it was going to be like, because all I could do was see it through the lens of my American life. It's especially, I realize that we have such this like inherent movement, like going like time is our enemy. Like we're trying to move and get things done and everything's moving forward. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, not that people there aren't also working against deadlines and everything, but like just the idea around time is so much more, relaxed and it's like important to you know sit and have your meal and it's important that everyone has time to relax like there's no it just doesn't feel rushed in the same way
0: America tends to push the idea that if you're rushing and you're busy then you're successful I can't I can't possibly sit and eat lunch exactly I'm just and too that's, busy
1: that's like almost sinful in France like you can't be too busy for lunch like you will step away and have lunch like because it's just such an important part of. Being alive and being a person is sitting and enjoying your food and taking the time for that. And I always found myself wondering if, if that inherent, like, belief that time wasn't, like, pushing you forward all the time, it's kind of, came from just, mm-hmm. how can you feel like time is is rushing by when, you know, you walk by and there's this building from three centuries ago? Like, everything just lasts and stands. And so just, I felt like there wasn't this like push that we always need to be moving and towards something because there was just so much in the past to also look at.
0: I think that makes sense. It's the perception of time. And if you can see something that's lasted, then maybe what you're doing isn't so rushed because it will still be there.
1: Like, you know, whatever we're doing and whatever impact people are having kind of transcends the you know your life
0: when I think those cultural differences are are I, I guess during this particular time since we're all in this different sort of way we spend our time since we're at home um theoretically uh I think the busy culture has really shown itself in um I don't know if you've been on social media a ton but there's been all these posts that are like If you don't come out of quarantine with your side hustle or a new skill, it wasn't because you didn't have the time. I,
1: I, you know, I think that my time in France, it's one of the things that it has completely changed about me because I found myself seeing that stuff and being like time to to sit and be pensive and to enjoy what you have is so important too.
0: Because of the staying at home, you know, then where you work is also where you live. So I and uh, my partner have had to be a lot more conscious of, of taking those moments of honoring lunch hour and, you know, stopping work when it's time to stop work because yes, it's in exactly. the dining we are room. We're
1: working in our dining room, too. And it, it, it's hard not to just let your whole life bleed together and for it to all become about the work or the homework or the school, you know, because that's what's pressing down on you, if that makes sense. So,
0: a question I ask all uh, all the students is, and since you're an established program, it might be a little bit different. Was there something that went um, off the rails, or something that happened unexpectedly that made anything different or or wonky for you guys? Um,
1: well, the heat definitely threw some some wrenches because a lot of France just shut down because because it's never been that hot there. People, and because it's never been that hot, there is not infrastructure like AC systems. So people just didn't know how to handle it. And so a lot of businesses shut down. Um, Our school changed hours and like shifted a bunch of stuff. Um, One of the weeks we were there, all of the public schools shut down because they just didn't have AC and there was no way for them to keep their students, you know, not only comfortable, but safe. This was the range of like heat stroke, you know. Um, So that definitely threw a little bit of a wrench in like what we kind of how we had been living you know our very wake up go to class travel life and all of a sudden Mm. we couldn't really do any of that and so we had to kind of all I think spend some time figuring out I want to say before that week that we were doing a lot more of well when we get out of class we'll go walk down the main street and like the six of us would hang out and we would go around town and walk around and do stuff. Um, And then we would go home, like, just for dinner time. And in that week, it kind of made the shift from, well, we'll go home for dinner and, well, we'll just go home and lay on the floor with our host families and, you know, (laughs) all just be miserable together. But it was, like, even more time engaging in that, talking with them and having conversations and even more opportunities to. Oh, so it sounds like you, you got a little practice yeah. for the uh the quarantining here. <laughs> I, I would say so. Though it was only a few days, not, not a few months. It just makes me think that about is... like we haven't really talked about this, but part of the program is not just being in tour, but we traveled most weekends. So we did a three day weekend in Paris. Um we went to Saint-Malo, which is up north, and like Having not just the opportunity to be there, but to get to see so much of France. And when the tide comes in, it's completely isolated. Like, you can't, I mean, you could take a boat, but it's, it's an island. And then the tide goes out, and you can go out and you can tour it. And it's that weekend trip in particular was some of the most just stunningly beautiful things I have ever seen in my entire life like just beautiful blue seas and and these ancient ancient buildings and structures I'm like at a loss for words I seeing it is just takes away it leaves you speechless so I'm like I don't even know how to describe it to somebody else because I didn't even have words to understand it myself
0: it it just they all it always looks like a painting it always looks like a set like it's just so perfect and beautiful yeah, you like this you just, know, it just it's, can't it's, be real every
1: day i I'd just be like i i think i need to pinch myself i must be dreaming this can't be i can't really be here doing this and you know just i felt like that every moment i was like am i really eating this really am i really mm-hmm. sitting on a terrace cafe in paris eating a year? <laughs> is that how can that be reality i'm actually sitting in my bedroom to do this recording and Um, when I was 12, I think we moved into the house that I'm in. And at the time, my entire dream was going to France. And I'm sitting here and my entire room was decorated, you know, with an Arc de Triomphe and four different Eiffel Towers on the walls. And and this is all, you know, in credit to Hendrix, because I don't know if I would have been able to just up and live in France for six weeks and fund that without this opportunity through Hendrix. But It's crazy just, like, I had this dream and it was such a, like, far-fetched idea that it seemed almost fake. Like, it was decor in my bedroom. Like, how could that seem like reality? And yet I I did it. I went and I lived there and I saw the Arc de Triomphe. I saw the Eiffel Tower. I've stood beneath it. Yeah, and (laughs) having my own little moment of, like, I can't believe that really happened because it was just an amazing time and experience and opportunity. That
0: is a strong closer, Haley. Thank you very much uh, for your time. Like I said, I know it's finals and you guys are busy.
1: I'm a huge fan of talking about Hendrix at any time. Love it, that is great. Me too.
0: For more information on the Odyssey program or Hendrix College, please join us at hendrix.edu or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hendricks College. Thanks for listening.